Manx Radio are proud to present an exclusive and original radio drama in five parts, Cronk Beg Carnival, written by Lisa Crichton, reflecting on village life in Cronk Beg. In a bright, tidy, pebble-dashed, semi-detached in Cronk Beg, a little village on the west coast of the Isle of Man, Laura has zipped herself into a slightly racy for a 40-year-old black dress, her husband Gavin's favourite, ready for monthly date night. Despite the fact that her bosoms have been hiked up and naturally high for 7.30pm on a Wednesday, or indeed for any time, feels Laura, the evening is not going quite as she anticipated. So, I know you've done all you can, but sometimes the world turns and it's out of our hands, isn't it? I can't help how I feel, can I, And I know you wouldn't want me to be disingenuous. I have to be true to myself and my feelings. What are you trying to... I, are you going on another bike tour? No, Laura. Like I said over the Palmer ham and figs, very nice, by the way, although needs more dressing, I'm leaving you. I've made my decision and I can't unmake it, can I? You understand. I'm not, I'm not sure I do. Well, it, it'll, it'll be... Yes, I, I'm going to go now. Get out of your hair and we'll sort things out another time, yes? G- Gavin? But I've made... Salmon teriyaki. Six months stumble and stagger by in Cronkberg. A mainly sunny, occasionally even warm May is blowing optimism through the village. Oh, right. Okay. right, right. Shall we call this meeting to order, Finlow? And the fellow said to me, is it a hybrid? And I said, no, I'm from the Isle of Man. <laughs> Finlow? Uh, oh, sorry, yes. I was just telling Linda about me halls. Finlow's adventures on the adjacent isle. Oh, did you have a lovely time? Uh, cracking. Me and the Rav, Satnav, sounds like something your mother should write, Law. Oh, well, uh... Is she gracing us tonight? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Oh, you know what she's like. Hard to pin down. Oh, not in the 60s, in my memory. <laughs> uh, right, then. <clears throat> As the secretary of the Cronkbeg Carnival Committee, I'd like to welcome you and thank you for coming to our planning meeting. Uh, I know the pub is doing trivia and tapas tonight. Bit of an oversight. But the, the quicker we get a few things done, the quicker we can all get over there. Oh, but there won't be any prawn skewers left. It's been 22 years since we had a carnival at Cronkbeg and it's high time we reinstated the tradition. We've set the date, booked the village hall and uh, green for the event. What do we need a tent for if we've got the hall? Oh, we don't need a tent. Uh, well, I suppose we could have a tent or a marquee or whatever out in the green, depending on the weather. Weather what? The, the weather. If it looks like it's going to be wet. Sorry, uh, ears. Talk into this one. That one's about as much use as a winkle at a barn dance. <laughs> OK. Well, we have seven stalls so far. The Tombola, of course. Six companies are doing floats and we have our carnival queen. Little, well, well, not so little anymore, Rosie Kinraid. So that's lovely. And I've asked the constabulary if they'll send the new community policeman to represent. Um, and he should be here, actually, but uh, never mind. Hey, look, this must be him. Evening, fella. Hello. Am I in the right place? Carnival committee? Yes, yes. Oh, good. I'm Sergeant Ben Thornton. Oh, good to meet you. Thanks for coming along. You've not been on the island long. Three weeks. Uh, took me half an hour to find this place, uh, but I guess it'll get easier. It's easier, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's a beautiful village. It is. We love it. Best on the island, which just about makes it the best in the world. That, that's right. 
Although I'm sure you have lovely villages where you're from, which is... Uh, West Yorkshire. Uh, so yes, we have a fair few. Yeah, we've got a fair few from here at all. <laughs> no, we've got a fair few. Oh, don't uh, worry, you're oh. on the wrong ear. Tasks are meted out, an ocean of bunting commissioned, and the meeting draws to a welcome close. Tapas calls. So, Sergeant Thornton, uh, did you have to relocate your family? Call me Ben. Uh, family? No, uh, I'm divorced. Uh, no children. Me too. Well, getting divorced, um, I think. One daughter, 17. Oh, so that makes me feel old. <laughs> well, you don't look uh, like someone who would be running a carnival committee. Don't I? Well, no. I don't suppose I ever imagined I would. But it's a shame we haven't had one for so many years. I was brought up in Port Erin mainly, but my husband, uh, ex, uh, he always used to talk about the carnival and how it brought life to the village. He had lots of fond memories of it as a young lad. And he's involved, is he? Gavin? Oh, God, no. I mean, no, organising isn't really an interest of his. What do people do round here? For fun, like? Uh, well, Gavin's weakness was bikes. Motorbikes? Uh, the TT and all that? No, pedal bikes, cycling. Oh. Any chance he got, he was out on his bike. But you're not keen. Oh, I tried a few times, but I'm not really at his level. I can't keep up. Right. Didn't he... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Never mind. Uh, how about rugby? Rugby? Uh, yeah, there are a few clubs around. Ramsey, Douglas, Vaggers. Our local MHK is big into his rugby. MHK? Our local house representative. The House of Keys. You know, government. The man. Ah. Uh, I'm hoping to get him to open the carnival, so I'll introduce you. Thanks. No problem. So, so what do you do other than organise everything? Me? Oh, I cook pointless meals and pretend to know where my daughter is. Actually, I teach. Just supply. Let me guess. Uh, history? Crikey, no. I don't know my Edwardians from my elbow. French. Well, any language, really, if they need me to. Ah. I could never get a handle of languages at school. Probably never had a teacher like you, though. Oh, well. I, I had an advantage. My mother took me off to the continent for a few years when I was a child. Research for her novels. Oh, she's a writer. I like to think of her more as a corporate-sponsored loony. But yes, she writes. Anything I've heard of. Do you like tales of sun, sex and margaritas? It happens, I do. You do <laughs> I'm a sucker for Mills and Boone, me. Well, when I was 11 and me and my brother would read our mam's copies to each other with wide eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did write for them for a time, but she's gone all highbrow. She says that means there's still sex, but no happy ending. Um, no fairy tale ending, that is. <laughs> and that sells? Less so. Aye. Everyone likes a nice ending. I read crime, and the detective always gets a man. If I read one with a questionable ending, I throw it away and make sure I don't read it again in a few years by accident. Harsh critic. Can't be doing with, oh, they got the bad guy, but did they really? Maybe he's still out there. I want, they got him, he's been put away. Product of the job, I suppose. Or maybe you're in the job because you think like that. Hmm. Chicken-egg scenario. Chicken! Eh? I forgot. I've got to talk to Chicken Ruth about the goats. Yeah. Who else would you talk to about goats? <laughs> Sorry, yes. I sound like the village idiot. Not at all. Intriguing, though. We call her Chicken Ruth because she has chickens. And there's another Ruth. What do you call the other Ruth? What? Um, Ruth. Not dog Ruth? Well, she doesn't have a dog. And that'd be insulting. Table, Ruth. Everyone's got a table. So does Chicken Ruth. So that, that wouldn't work. God, you're probably right. It's a minefield. Well, we get by. The funny thing is, I suppose, is that Chicken Ruth is looking after the goats and Goatee Ted is looking after the... Please don't say chickens. <laughs> My mind would melt. 
glitter tattoos. Of course he is. Makes complete sense. Well, I don't have to stand here and be made fun of. Sit Sit down down then. then. Yes, I thought you'd say that. (laughs) Laura! Oh, sorry. Do excuse me. That's my mother. No, I must go. It was good to meet you. Keep me posted on arrangements. Will do. Bye. Who was that? New Bobby. Right. Well, it's just as well they're getting some new policemen on the beat around here because it's crime central out there. Is it? And I think I've discovered my new calling. I'm bracing myself. Tell me. Hello, Finlow. I'm going to be a vigilante. Oh, for the love of... Just now, in the Tesco car park, I saw yet another perfectly childless businessman park his ridiculous BMW in the parent and child spaces. Mum, you haven't had a child for more than 30 years. Why do you care about those parking spaces? If we only cared about things that affected us, Laura. Yes, all right. Nazi Germany. Nazi? Anyway, I said to him, I said, I think you've forgotten your child. And I looked meaningfully into his car. Do you know what that vicious brute said back to me? Get lost. Just like that. Hmm. Get lost. So I showed him get lost and keyed his car. Mum, you didn't. A lovely long line down the paintwork of his stupid beaver. Beamer. Beamer, whatever. That will teach him. Will it? I'm not sure, Mum. You watch, Laura. I'm going to clean up this island. Then join Beach Buddies. Don't become a vandal. Vandal, indeed. I'm a vigilante. Oh, Mum. And you could do with taking a similar attitude, young lady. What does that mean? Still mooning about after Gavin. I'm not mooning. And even if I was, it's not really the opposite of becoming a vigilante. You let that man stomp all over you. I'm not sure that... And after you'd worn that whorish dress and made that Japanese salmon... With udon noodles. He completely teriyakied your heart. Mum, you can't teriyaki someone. Went kamikaze on you. I'm not sure that metaphor's working, Mum. Totally harry-carried your life. I'm not certain you can perform harry-carry on someone else. Yes, you just keep up the scornful wit, young lady. That'll get you a man. I don't want a man, Mum. I'm perfectly happy. What rot? But I may not be perfectly happy yet, but it's all happening. It's all coming together. Organising this carnival is not going to entice him back, Laura. I'm under no illusion. Yes, you are. Illusion City round here. I thought it was Crime Central. And I'm ignoring you. There's nothing new there, then. But this will be the best time to tell you that I've started doing drugs. And I'm selling them. Out of your garage. Talking of drugs, where's my granddaughter? What do you mean, talking of drugs? Teenagers, drugs. They go together like salt and pepper. Socks and shoes. Ashley doesn't take drugs. And you don't knit. So we're busting stereotypes all over today, aren't we? And you didn't take drugs when you were a teenager. Of course I did. I took all of them. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, I've got to go talk to Chicken Ruth before I finally make it to the pub for whatever's left of the tapas. I just saw her, on the road to Balaf. Oh, was she heading this way? I'm not sure. She looked like she was wrestling a peacock. Of course she did. Honestly, what must we look like? Laura is attempting to resurrect the local carnival, in the secret hope that it will impress her estranged husband Gavin, who deserted her and their salmon teriyaki at date night six months ago. I'm not doing this to win him over, Mum. And I'm not wearing control knickers, Laura. You gave him 19 good years. And what does he give you? 
the shaft. Meanwhile, Laura's mother, Elaine, has started a new career as Batman. A girl, a, a lady. It's high time citizens took measures into their own hands. It's not, Mum. We have a police force for a reason. And the latest addition to the local constabulary is Sergeant Ben Thornton, fresh from West Yorkshire Police and keen to get stuck into island life. In fact, he's keen on several aspects of his new home. Laura? I, I didn't expect you'd see you in the big smoke. Oh, Ben! Hi! Yes, I do venture down from time to time. There's a special sort of buzz about Douglas on a sunny day. Everyone's out on the prom eating their sandwiches and basking in a traffic jam. We could be in Italy, but with more roadworks and fewer Italians. So even better than Italy. <laughs> See, si, senor. Is it your day off? I suppose you're getting to know the area. Yes, uh, just having a potter about, uh, getting my bearings. Uh, have you had lunch? Uh, sorry, you're probably busy. Well, I've got to go and collect some posters for the, from the printer, but what, what were you thinking? Sandwich and a stroll? Hmm. Well, have you had chips, cheese and gravy yet? Not all together. Come on. It'll be a new experience for you. I can't believe I've never thought to put cheese on the top. It's not exactly a healthy option. <laughs> you don't have it for lunch every day, then? No, I don't. Usually it's more of an end-of-the-night culinary choice. Our version of a doner kebab. Well, I'm converted. I'm practically manx. Well, steady on there. Your status is currently come over. And in a couple of decades, you'll qualify as stay over. Oh, is that how it works? Yes. But I'm sure it won't stop you from feeling at home here. It's a friendly place. Finlow will teach you the best use of the word yes, sir. And you'll fit in, no problem. Yes, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, magic. Uh, so, so tell me more about this bohemian childhood of yours. Oh, I don't think it qualifies bohemian, but it was certainly different. We moved a lot. As soon as my mother felt she'd got what she needed from a location, we'd, we'd move on. Not many friends. Lots to read, though. I didn't watch television until I was about 14. Fraggle Rock? No. E-Man? Nope. Thundercats? Is that the one with the pink cat toy that wakes up? No. Then no. But I call that deprivation of an unfathomable scale. <laughs> Not even Blue Peter. The one where they make things out of double-sided sticky tape? Yes. No. Heard oh. about it, though. My first experience of children's TV was probably Teletubbies when Ashley was a tot. They give me the creeps. I think that's a normal response. So what was your childhood like? <gasps> Monster Munch, Ribena, skinning your knees in the street, watching telly when I should have been doing homework or tidying my room, uh, Sunday dinners, and Vianetta afterwards if my mum had done a big shop, rugby and girls as I got older, and nothing out of the ordinary. Hmm. I yearned for ordinary. Did you? And then I grew up and I got it. And it was all you imagined it would be? It was... Oh, Ashley! Laura's 17-year-old daughter is generally on the chirpier side of teenage obnoxiousness, but today, her purple, sparkly smartphone is the brightest thing about her. Oh, hi, Mum. Ben, this is my daughter, Ashley. Ashley, this is Ben, uh, Sergeant Thornton. Hi, Ashley. Nice to meet you. Are you in school in Douglas? No, she's doing A-levels in Ramsey. Yeah, I, uh, I had to get something from the library because they didn't have it in the one in Ramsey. Oh, right. Uh, are you helping your mum with this carnival, then? Big project. Um, not really. But let me know if you want me to do anything, Mum. Thanks, sweetheart. I've got to go. Nice to meet you, Sergeant. Uh, um, you too. Want to lift back north? No, it's fine. Got some things to do. Sorry, she's usually much friendlier than that. 
Probably worried about an essay or something. And then she gets an A. Generally. <laughs> Back in Gronkberg, Laura is putting up her newly collected carnival posters, the largest, shiniest and most laminated of which goes on the local shop notice board, alongside the eggs for sale and missing peacock signs. Oh, sorry, I'll be out of the way in a moment. Oh, Gavin! Laura. Laura's husband of 19 years, estranged husband of six months, is under the misguided belief that he is a people person. He is not. Just doing the posters for the carnival. It's getting pretty exciting. Right. We've got it all booked and lots of people are coming forward wanting to do stalls. Bouncy castle games, face painting, welly wanging. Good. And we've got a carnival queen. Oh, here she is now, actually. Hi, Rosie. Gavin, you remember Rosie Kinraid? She was a year ahead of Ash in school. Uh, yes, I do, uh, as it happens, Laura. How are you, Rosie? Where are you working now? Chemist. How lovely. Training to be a hairdresser, though. Fab. Actually, Laura, I wanted to speak to you about something. Oh, right, yes, OK. Sorry, Rosie, do excuse us. Um, no, you see, I wanted to tell you that I've actually started seeing someone. Have you? OK. It's, um, Rosie. Sorry? Rosie. Me, Mrs. Uh, Laura. Little Rosie can raid? Yes. We're very happy. I hope you can be happy for me, for us. Right. Laura makes an almost dignified exit from the shop, leaving only her handbag, all her remaining posters and a large portion of her fragile equilibrium, and stumbles homeward. Laura! Mum, this isn't a great time. Certainly for some. Ha! Sweet retribution. What? I've been working. There's an element in Cronkberg, Laura. A disgusting element. Is there? What's the matter with you, Laura? Of course there is. Some days you can't walk on the railway line for piles of dog feces. Dirty bombs left by terrorists. Terrorists? Moronic, inconsiderate dog walkers who must think that they're far too important to pick up after their animals. Yes, right. I've been following them. There's one man in particular on close cam. Horrible, shambling ghoul of a man. Well, he's had a little something to think about today. Has he? Yes. I did him the favour of picking up after his mangy spaniel and delivered his property to him. What? Right through his letterbox. You did what? I put his poo through his letterbox. Ha! See how he likes it. Mum! I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty in the name of justice. Although I do use marigolds, of course. Oh, I haven't got the energy for this right now, Mum. Most people don't, my darling. I'm extraordinary. You are. It's exhausting. Right. It's half past four. Time for Mrs. My Garden is so pristine that I don't care a hoot about what my Yorkshire Terrier does on the footpath. Let's see how pristine her garden is after I'm through with her. If you know who they are, just report them. That's not good enough. They must pay. They would. A fine. Well, that's not fine by me. You'll thank me next time you take a stroll along the footpath and you don't have to constantly dodge the dirty bombs. Oh, I've got to go, Mum. No sooner has Laura fallen through her door, poured herself a sparkling water, thrown it down the sink in disgust, poured herself a large glass of Rioja, taken a truly medicinal slug, then... <sighs> Laura? 
Gavin? Um, Can I come in for a moment, please? What? Oh, you've put that picture there. Well, that's one way to go. What can I do for you? I just wanted to pop by. I'm fine, and really. And say... There's nothing to say. How disappointed I am in your behaviour, Laura. Excuse me? You made Rosie feel really uncomfortable in the shop. I did what? It's something of a delicate subject and you stomped all over it like... Well, like an elephant. An elephant? If you want to be angry, that's fine. After almost two decades, I think I'm getting there, Gavin. Believe me. But don't take it out on... The innocent children? You're being petulant. You always do this. Do I? Yes. And it's not Rosie's fault, is it? No, it's not. You're right. I shall stop my hate campaign against her this instant. Glad to hear it. Thank you. That's the sensible choice. Does Ashley know about this? Um, does she know about... what? Have you really moved that rug there? Give me a moment, I'll put it right. No, thank you. Does Ashley know that you're seeing a girl one year her senior? Well, now, I haven't had much of a chance to sit down and speak to her because I had to deal with your silliness, haven't I? Silliness? Ashley? Yes, it's me. Oh, hi, Dad. Oh, this is fortunate, Ash, because Dad wanted to talk to you. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Come on, we've got to talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, that's me, isn't it? There's no need to be vicious. Actually, it's good you're here, Dad. I've got to talk to you both, too. I think that calling a lady an elephant is fairly vicious, but I have no desire to fall out with you, Gavin. Then why are you constantly attacking me? Mum? Constantly attacking? Yes, sorry, darling, you wanted to say something. Dad, if you could just sit down for a minute. Dad wants to tell you something too. He's got a new girlfriend. Laura. Emphasis on girl. Have you? That's nice. It's our carnival queen, Rosie Kinraid. Laura, will you calm down? So I just wanted to say... I'm calm. (laughs) It's all perfectly lovely. That something's happened These hysterics are ridiculous. What kind of example are you showing our daughter? It's not a small something. Sorry, darling. If... If you could wait until I've stopped screaming and ripping out my hair, then I'll be able to listen a bit better. So unbelievably childish. You've got a problem at school? Have you and Evie fallen out? No, it's not really a school problem. I was going to tell you, sweetheart, the next time we Skype. Right. It's just that I don't think this can wait. And anyway, my brain might melt before then, anyway. What's going on, sweetie? Rosie is a lovely person, warm-hearted and kind. And she's old for her years. Shush, Gavin. I'll ask you to control your temper, Laura. Mum? Dad? I'm pregnant. Manx Radio are proud to present an exclusive and original radio drama in five parts. Cronk Beg Carnival. Written by Lisa Crichton. Reflecting on village life in Cronkbeg. In the little Manx village of Cronkbeg. Laura's organisation of the local carnival has had to take a bit of a back seat. Since she discovered that her 17-year-old daughter is pregnant, her estranged husband is dating the carnival queen, who in truth is barely old enough to be a carnival princess, and her mother has become a vigilante. Nevertheless, the show must go on, and dress fittings must proceed. Laura must get back on the horse, and the filly to be adorned in white taffeta today is Queen Rosie Kinraid. How does that feel, Rosie? Uh, It's pinching a bit round here, actually, uh, Laura. Ooh, Laura, is it now? Used to be Mrs Kelly. Oh, okay, uh, right. Uh, Pauline, can we do something about it pinching round there for Rosie? Mm. 
I know. Sorry to be a nuisance, Pauline. I don't think it's asking too much for it to fit. Uh, no, uh, of course. Stay still. I don't want to prick you. Ow! I stayed still. Funny that. Oh, that's me. <sighs> Excuse me, ladies. Hello? Laura? Hi, Mum. Is that you? Who else calls you Mum, Mum? Oh, you'd be surprised. And I often am. Have you called me to tell me about an adorable half-sibling that you've been keeping secreted in your spare bedroom? I couldn't secrete anyone in my spare bedroom, darling. It's barely a single. No. They'd have no room to put their clothes. Terrible. As you know, from when Sheila came to stay. Yes. And half her things were hung in the bathroom. The bathroom! Awful. Quite. The burdens we shoulder. I'm sensing a tone, Laura. Only one of patience and love, Mum. Did you call for any reason in particular? It's just that I'm at Pauline's, getting the Carnival Queen fitted for her dress. That girl is there now? Yes. I don't know how you can tolerate it, Laura. You shouldn't. No real choice, Mum. We always have a choice, darling. Best to just get on with things. Oh, the satin sash, I think, Pauline. Make sure you tie it nice and tight, Pauline. Mum. Let me speak to her. Who? The girl. No. Hand the phone over so I may tell I her. I don't think that would be... Mum, I've got to go. I've been a terrible t role model to you, Laura. What? I've allowed people to walk all over me, all my life. I don't think that's in any way true. But now I'm rising up, Laura. It's my choice not to accept the status quo. You always have the choice. I'm going to show you now what it looks like. When the worm turns. Are you supposed to be the worm in this scenario? Yes. Maybe the tequila worm. Don't be so crude. Saying tequila worm isn't crude, Mum. Actions speak louder than words. Was that words or worms? You're breaking up, Mum. Oh, dear. I'll call in shortly. No, don't. First, I just need to sort out these... You're not doing your vigilante act, are you? If you could see what these animals have done to Pam and Geoffrey Kenyuk's buy-to-let. Filthy beasts. And the police can hardly do a thing about it. Well, don't you? Got to go. <sighs> Sorry, Pauline. Uh, Rosie. Now, how are we getting on? It looks great, Pauline. Very regal. It's a bit poofy. Well, it's meant to be slightly over the top, I suppose. It's traditional. Why? Why can't we make our own traditions? Stylish ones. That's a, that's a good point. Ones that don't look like they're from the 1980s. Big is the new small, actually. Over the top is the new understated. Poofy is the new sleek. Your hair's well trendy, then. Uh, yes. Well, if you've got everything you need, Pauline... Oh, great. Can I go, then? Yes, Thanks for your time. It's just, I've got to meet with Gavin. I'm taking him for lunch because he's been feeling down. You know, because of Ashley. Oh, right. And I asked him if he wanted to go out tonight, but he'd rather have lunch, so... That's nice. It's been well stressful for him. Hmm. She's made a right arse of things, isn't she? Well, I, I like to think not. Everyone's talking about it. Are they? Really muck things up. Who's talking, Rosie? Oh, you know... Why don't you go in there and get changed and watch those pins? All right. I've put extra ones in, just for a laugh. Thanks, Pauline. How are you doing? Oh, well. Tell me. Well, I'm obviously worried about Ashley, but I'm staying positive, trying to let her know that I'm there for her and that I'll stand by her no matter what. And 
that's all you can do, really. Made sure she knows her options. Well, yes. <laughs> now, there actually are options for women here. What do you think she should do? Oh, goodness, don't ask me. She'll uh, have to be brave, no matter what. Oh, well, she is, Pauline. She's so much braver and, and more sensible than I ever was. And has she said who the father is? No, she's keeping shtum about that still. Oh, that's mine again. Gosh, I'm popular. Excuse me a second. Hello? Mrs Kelly? Yes? Uh, this is Miss Davies, Ashley's music teacher. Oh, hello. Is everything all right? I hope so. Uh, Ashley didn't turn up to the workshop today. and She's always so reliable. Never misses one, always helps me out with them. I'd be lost without her. What I was today. She's not ill, is she? No one's called in to say so. No, I don't think so. She slept over at Chloe's last night and I presume she went to school all right this morning as I didn't hear any different. She usually messages me at lunchtime so I wasn't expecting to hear from her yet. Oh dear. I'll call Chloe. Well, uh, Chloe is in and I'm afraid she says she hasn't seen Ashley since the end of school yesterday. Oh no! no I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. <laughs> but I thought I'd call you in case. Um, I've picked up on a bit of unrest recently. Uh, nothing sinister, but seems there's been some unpleasantness. Well, kind of. Well, just talk. You know how some girls get. Ashley seems to be arising above it until this week, but since Monday she's been distracted a little sullen, actually. Hence my call. Okay. Well, thanks for letting me know. Well, I'm not just here to teach them about crotchets and quavers. No, thanks. I hope she's all right. I'm certain she will be. Yes. Let's talk tomorrow. Bye. Okay. Bye. Uh that didn't sound too cheerful. No. Ashley didn't turn up at school today. Have you tried calling her? No, I will now. Here you go. I only got five pins in me whilst taking that off. Only five, eh? Shame. No answer. Oh, where is she? Who? Ashley? Yes. Oh, I'll message Chloe Greyer and Evie. See what they can tell me. Oh, those losers. They're very nice girls, actually. Oh, I hope Ashley hasn't thrown some sort of wobbly. It's going to irritate the hell out of Gavin. Like he needs the extra worry. God, some people just don't think. No, they don't, do they? Uh, why don't you go? Let Gavin know and help him through it. Yeah, I told her yesterday. She has to be more considerate. See you, Laura. Mrs Kelly to you. Ignore her. Youth's the only thing she's got going for her, and she won't have that for long. None of us do. I give her one more summer in those short shorts. Two tops. Oh, any news? Oh, neither Greya nor Evie have seen her. They've all tried her mobile. Where is she? Where did you go when you found out you were pregnant? Mother care and ordered everything. I don't think that's what Ashley would be doing, even if it was still open. Where would she go if she needed to think? Um, I'm trying to think. Do I have to wait 24 hours before I report her missing? No. Uh, they'll help you anyway if you think she's in trouble. Do you? God, I don't know. What's going on in her head? She must be distraught. Girls being nasty. Heaven knows what's going on with the baby's father. Oh, speaking of the police... Look, there's that new Bobby. Oh, I wouldn't mind fitting him for a new uniform. Ben! Probably an inappropriate comment under the circumstances. And here's the new policeman in town. Ben! Sergeant Thornton! Ben! Morning, Laura. I wouldn't say that Sergeant Ben Thornton was actively on the lookout for Laura during his day, but his thousand-watt smile does brighten even further whenever he sees her. 
by pure chance. Ben, I, I think I need. That is, oh, I'm not sure. Slow down. What's up? Ashley's gone missing. Right. At least I think she's gone missing. When did you last see her? After school yesterday, and she said she was going to spend the night at her friend's house, but she didn't. Okay. And you've tried her mobile? No answer. And she isn't at school. And that's out of character, is it? Yes. And Ben. She's pregnant. And upset. Ah. Let me get on the radio to the station. Laura? Mum, I can't at the moment. I know. Crippled by society, and you always will be, unless you... Mum, I don't know where Ashley is. What do you mean? At school, surely? No, she's missing. Oh, a message from Gavin. I'll call round after work, so that's helpful. Dynamic, as always. OK, I've put out a watch for her. Where could we try, Laura? The family planning clinic? Maybe. But she knows I'd go with her if she wanted to look into... This is something to do with the boy. Mark my words. What boy? The father. Why do you say that? Because... I understand plot, my girl. Her teacher did say there'd been some nastiness at school. There you go. The little toad has done something, has said something to her. But she thinks it's other girls being mean. It's the boy. And I know who it is. Do you? How? Did she tell you? No. But you don't become a vigilante in this town without hearing a few things about a few undesirables. I have a network, darling. Uh, what's this about a vigilante? He'll rue the day he messed with my granddaughter. Uh, Mum, you... Mum, you're not helping. You go find your little girl. I'll deal with this other matter. What does that mean, Mum? Oh, where do I start? She's not going to do anything stupid, is she? Yes. No, I'll probably give the wrong person an extremely good talking to. I'll deal with it later. I meant Ashley, actually. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. My head must be all over the place. OK. If you ever think about some places Ashley's might go to think. Uh, beaches. Uh, where's her favourite place? Um, Vanilla. The Arboretum. The Dovecut Tea Room. OK, lover, eh? You go anywhere you can think of. Here, take my mobile number and send me a message so I have yours. I'll go to the school in case she's turned up there, the family planning clinic and the hospital. Hey there, Laura. Hi, Finlow. Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to dash. Oh, it's all very nice that you've got cash. Just tell your mother that I want my tractor back in one piece. My Christ, I remember the summer of 68. Tractor? What? Well, she came in like a devil, asked to borrow old Gertie, and she was off with her before I even had a chance to reply. Just now, like, not in 68, when she did more to persuade me. <laughs> in Kronkberg, a small village on the west coast of the Isle of Man, Laura paces her living room, a mind abuzz with the recent excitements of her previously boring life. Dumped by husband Gavin, she's newly secretary of the Kronkberg Carnival Committee, whose Carnival Queen Gavin is now shag... dating. And on top of it all, it seems Laura is a grandmother-to-be. Oh, here they are! As teenage daughter Ashley is pregnant and newly apprehended, having done a bunk. I was so worried about you. Oh, Mum, thank you, Ben. My pleasure. <laughs> and it really is. Sergeant Ben Thornton is ever so slightly... No. Far be it from me to engage in gossip. Come on in, sweetheart. Where did you find her? I'm right here, Mum. I'm upset, not deaf. Where were you, love? I don't want to talk about it. I found her crying at the hospital bus stop. Oh! I'll leave you ladies to it. I don't know how to thank you, Ben. No need. It's my job, but you know. What? I'd have done it anyway. Oh, you're a good man. That isn't why. 
Come here, you silly thing. Mum, it feels like my head's gonna pop. Welcome to my usual state of mind. I've got all these things racing round in my brain, and I've got no idea what to do. That's totally normal, love. And I just needed some space to think. Of course. And it just got too much for me, and I thought I'd just go and get... I see. But why didn't you tell me? Because you said that you could never have had an abortion. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't, and that I wouldn't totally support you in your decision. That's what we fought for here, the right to choose. If you wanted to do that, I'd stand right by holding your hand. Thanks, Mum. That's my job. As well as school teacher and carnival organiser, and all-round community hero. Oh, I'm not a hero. Not close. Ben was the hero today. Yeah, he's nice. Anyway, I didn't make an appointment. I freaked out. I still need to think. Can I ask if you've told the boy, the, the the father? Yeah. You have? And what did he say? He dropped his iPad. Right. Bad day for him all round, then. He wasn't, you know, mean. No. He's not like that. Um, what what is he like? Is he at school with you? No, he's at college. And what does he... Will I be able to finish my A-levels, Mum? Yes, of course. Whatever happens. How? With that big brain of yours. And any help you need from me. And you're not ashamed of me or anything? How on earth could you think that? I don't know. It's a pretty stupid thing to do. I could never be ashamed of you. Not since you vomited in the pool at the NSC and when you were three. And the whole place had to be evacuated. And in truth, I was more ashamed of myself because I knew you'd had a lot of yoghurt right before. And what about Dad? You know how funny he is about stuff. Your dad adores you, even if it's not immediately evident a lot of the time. And this isn't the 1950s, Ash. We've progressed a little bit. Has he said anything to you? Like what? Where is this coming from, darling? I I don't know. Well, let's have a restorative hot chocolate and then I'll give Miss Davies a call. Tell her you're all right. And message your dad, who, according to Facebook, is still having lunch at the creek. Managing to eat through his worry and shame. Joke. Laura, it's me. Oh, here's your grandmother, fresh from abducting Gertie. Elaine, Laura's mother, has recently taken up the role of village vigilante and is operating with the same style and flair for the dramatic that she brings to all things. Oh, your home puppet. Yes, but I don't want to talk about it, Gran. No. And, of course, it's not like me to butt in. (laughs) Uncalled for. I hope you got Finlow's tractor back to him all right. Yes, yes. He was worried about Gertie. I think that's the longest and most fulfilling relationship he's ever had. What were you doing with it, anyway? Justice. Did you assemble the Avengers? Is that a pop reference? I suppose it is, and I apologise profusely. I don't want to alarm you. Now, are you going to tell us what you took the tractor for? Find a field you just had to plough? No, don't be silly. So... Well, you see, I fear... Well, I might have seen red and... You're unusually cagey. Yeah, Grandma, you're acting well dodgy. It's not that I regret my actions at all. But... Well, it may have all got a little bit out of... Mother! Laura! And I may be just a little bit... Yes? Laura, is your mother here? On the lamb. What does that mean? It means on the run from the police. And here they are, the Rosers. 
What did you do? She drove a tractor over a car. The boy's car. Boy? The ne'er-do-well that spurned our Ashley. I haven't been spurned, Grandma. Oh, Mum, you didn't. Flattened his micro. He managed to get out and run clear just in time. No! I'm sorry, Mrs Kenner, uh, but I'm... Uh, Kenyuk. Mrs Kenyuk, uh, I'm arresting you for criminal damage and dangerous driving. Do I get handcuffs? Mother! And as Elaine accompanies Sergeant Thornton with a little more enthusiasm than is seemly, Ashley leaps for her mobile phone to express mortification to... Dylan? Oh my God, are you okay? I'm so sorry. And Laura stares dumbstruck at her to-do list stuck on the fridge door. There are many items listed, but not one involves posting bail for her vigilante mother. So she writes it in, after Book Ice Cream Van. Sergeant Thornton! Later on, in the metropolis of Kronkberg Village Centre... Afternoon. It's Pauline. Uh, from the Beg Boutique? Ah, yes, hello. I-, I just wanted to check that everything's all right. With Laura and Ashley. Oh, <laughs> Laura and Ashley. I never noticed that before. <laughs> yes, everything's sorted now. Thank you, Pauline. It's uh, just that... Uh, well, uh, are you on the Carnival Committee? I wasn't sure. Not as such, uh, but happy to help out. Lovely. It's just that I've uh, finished the Carnival Queen dress and I I didn't want to disturb Laura, but uh, I know she'll need it. You'd like me to take the dress to her? Well, I know it's not part of your job. No. uh, Keeping the streets free from taffeta. But um, if you go in that way... I can go that way. Oh, thank you. By heck, it's not small, is it? It's a carnival queen dress, Sergeant. It needs to be seen from afar. You could see this one from space. Hmm. I said yes, I suppose so. Hey, boy, nice frock. Ah, yes, it's for the carnival queen. Yes, I bet you didn't want to be seen. What? No, no. I heard you took Elaine to the station on account of the business with Gertie. I did, I'm afraid. Well, just so you know, I, I won't be pressing charges for a taking the old girl. We go way back to Elaine and me. <laughs> you, you can't tame some. She's one of them, by Christ. Uh, how on earth she got Gertie on top of that car? I must have backed her onto it. <laughs> As I hear. Good job the boy wasn't in there. Glad the boy got clear. Don't want no one hurt. No. I meant to uh, ask you, Sergeant, are you free to help at the carnival? I, I, I'll i be doing me performing on the loudspeaker, and I thought you might like to award some prizes. Laura's probably already collared you. No. Uh, yes, I mean, I'll be there. Well done, well done. As long as I don't have to wrangle any goats. Wrangle some boats? We don't have a pond. No, goats. Goats? Yes, uh, Chicken Ruth will have the goats. I'll uh, tell her that you want to help her with them, then. No, I'm saying I don't like goats. Funny thing you want to help out with them, then. Uh, I said I'd just like to help Laura out best best I can. Help Laura? Yes. <laughs> She's done a cracking job. She has. Good girl, that. Yes. And back at the good girl's house, she's managed to make a cup of tea whilst still staring blankly at her growing and ever more bizarre to-do list. Laura? Oh, what now? I thought I'd find you here. In my home. You genius, Gavin. I'm so sorry. Dad? Sorry for what? Hello, sweetheart. Yes. What for, Gavin? It was Rosie that was causing all that grief at school, wasn't it? Not the, um, father. Rosie? 
I've just heard it from the horse's mouth. Now she has slightly large teeth, but I think that's somewhat unfair. She convinced you we were ashamed, didn't she? I don't want to talk about it. Rosie was the one making her feel bad about it. Yeah, she just told me. Practically bragged about it, the little... And she was probably the one to make Ash think she had no options. Why would she be vicious? It turns out she's a horrible, vicious little gutter snipe. Oh, I could... I know. Me too. I could run over her car with a tractor. Well, I think you'd get arrested for that. You think? And she doesn't own a car. I could run over her with a tractor. I can't believe I've been so stupid, Law Law. I was having trouble, Gavin, but I'm coming to terms with the stupidity levels. Can you forgive me? I'm sure it's not your fault Rosie's a witch bag. No, but... I expect Ashley will encounter witch bags in life without any help from you. Yes, but I... I mean... Although I suppose this one might not have got quite so close to Ashley if you hadn't been... I'm trying. I, I forgot how adorable you are when you babble. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to say... I don't babble. Well, OK, maybe I do a bit, but... I, I to say I'm, I'm sorry for the whole thing. The, the last six months. Leaving... Oh. Oh, indeed. What will Laura do? Let's take a peek at her to-do list. Item three. Shave leg. Ah, well, yes. In Jerby Prison, just up the coast from the small village of Cronkberg, Laura takes time out from organising the village carnival to visit her mother, Elaine, recently incarcerated. Partly for borrowing a tractor and destroying a car with it, but mostly for her ill-advised rant at the Deemster that lasted 11 minutes and included two musical numbers. Hello, jailbird. Darling, don't use that term. It's very offensive. Sorry. I've brought you this cake with a file in. And so's that. But I'll take the cake, thank you. We can have it at our next rehearsal. How's the play going? Fabulous. There's some real hidden talent here, Laura. Well, I'm sure they'll be back at RADA soon. There's no need to be snide. You can be in my next play. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you're having fun. I am. Jail is the most exciting thing that's happened to me for years. Maybe since becoming a grandmother. Which inspired your last novel, Love Unshackled, which at one point in the book was very much a misnomer. Well, much to my dismay. This experience has got my creative juices flowing again. Oh, don't say juices. Perhaps the next novel will be Love in Shackles. Haven't you done the shackles thing? Or manacled, maybe. Changing the subject very quickly... I'm really glad you're taking your punishment on the chin with such good spirits. Well, it is hard to be incarcerated for protecting civilization. You backed Gertie over that poor lad's car. And because of a miscommunication, you're not Batman. Or Batnan. You're pleased with that one, aren't you? <laughs> I am, actually. But I can't take credit. Ben thought of that one. Sergeant Thornton, eh? Isn't he the wit? And handsome, too. Does that mean you've forgiven him for arresting you? Oh, yes. Bygones. So, it's the carnival tomorrow. After all that wretched planning. That's right. I've got a list of about 37 things to do today. But I think it's all in hand. I'm proud of you, Laura. Oh, um, thank you, Mum. I'm sorry you'll miss it. I'm not. Sounds awful. And we're back to normal. What will you do tomorrow? I'm really enjoying working in the garden, actually. I think I'll do some more in mine when I get out. Maybe plant some cherry trees. That sounds wonderful. But I forget how old I am. 
I often forget. I still feel 16. I suppose there's no point putting in cherry trees. I don't know, Mum. What's that old Greek saying? Let me make you a sandwich? No, Mum. Society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they will never sit in. Something like that. Oh, that's really lovely, darling. I will plant them. Finally, the day of Cronkbeg Carnival has crested the hill with the force of a deranged runaway float festooned with pink toilet paper and bringing in its wake a crowd of organisers shouting... Stop it! Get it right! Stop it! Oh, well done, Ben. The sun is shining, the stalls are setting up, the petting zoo has recaptured its maverick Lockton, the cake stand is filling up with sponge and hidden resentment, the raffle prizes are mounting and the face painter has negotiated a spot in the shade of the oak, apparently because Nicky needs shade for her painting... But everyone knows it's because she's soft on goatee Ted doing glitter tattoos next door. She wishes he'd glitter tattoo her. <clears throat> anyway, as you know, I'm not one to gossip. I know you're not one to gossip, Finlow, but have you got any idea what's going on at the cake stall? Eh? There's a palpable air of menace. I'm worried it's going to put people off. Oh, them little ladies. Ah, I'll have to be honest. I may have put the cat among the pigeons there, Laura. How so? Well, now, I may have complimented Mary on a lemon drizzle. In Linda's hearing? Oh, Finlow, you do like to live dangerously. What can I say? Since my Joyce went, I have to be careful what I say to ladies. They all want a piece. Is that so? Well, kindly keep your charm on a short leash today. We don't want tears. It's a bit early for beers. Yes. Oh, Ben, if you're going that way, could you give this sign to Chicken Ruth? Aye, I'm just going to put this last bit of bunting up when we're about there. <laughs> Endless bunting. Yeah, it looks great, though. It's all coming together. You've done such a great job, Laura. Oh, thanks. I'm pleased. But I'm a bit worried about our carnival queen. She's supposed to be here by now. I'm sure she'll rock up soon. It's not a gig you'd want to miss, as a young girl, I'd expect. Well, we've got time. The parade isn't in till two. Talking on the subject, how's Ashley doing? She's fine. Doing well, actually. Oh, here they are now. Hi, Mum. Helping out in the bottle stall, I hear. Yep, and Dylan's going to keep me company. Yes, good on you, Dylan. I'm glad you're both coming up for air. Mum! I, I mean, from studying. All the studying and exam prep you've both been doing, that's all. You've got to have a break. Are your parents well, Dylan? Yes, Miss Kelly. They, um, drive you here today? Yes, Miss Kelly. I'm very sorry, once again. Mum? Leave it, please. Off they go. Love's young dream. Mm, you never know. Well, it's one o'clock, and I can see the first punters arriving. Battle stations. Welcome to Crump Ben Carnival. Well by to the right, brick back to the left. Animals and loonies in the middle. Laura, it's going so well. It's just like it was when I was a lad. Brilliant. Oh, that's good to hear. I wanted it to be authentic. I even said no to the virtual reality booth the local tech place offered. It's splendid. The bouncy's almost up, so make sure you have a go for 50p when it's erect, so to speak. And the floats are all lined up? Behind the garages, yes. Ready for their little circuit. Although the Queen's still not... And you can shove your stupid dress. Shove my dress? Oh, shove it, What's right. going on, Rosie? I'll tell you what's going on. And I'm taking bets on the upcoming boxing match. Who'll give me a tenner on Laura? Rosie, are you drunk? 
What's it to you, eh? You're making a scene. I think you should go home, Rosie. You can't tell me what to do. You think you run this village, don't you? Now, don't get at Laura. Almost none of this is her fault. Oh, yeah. You put your arm around her. Perfect little family. We certainly are not a... Little Miss Perfect. I don't know where this is coming from. You make me sick. I'm going to be sick. Come on, I'll get her home. Boxing's cancelled. What are we going to do for a carnival queen? Mum, I just heard. Has she gone? Yes, what a mess. Ash, would you be the carnival queen? You'd fit the dress. Oh, you'd make a beautiful queen. At 17. Social death. No. First ever pregnant carnival queen. Groundbreaking. I'm not trying to break ground, Mum. I'm just trying to get by. Okay, I suppose so. You should do it. You're the queen of the day anyway. Everyone knows it. Good lord. I couldn't possibly. Why not? It's a young girl's job and I'm anything but. That's ageist. I'd look silly. You'd look amazing. I'd be embarrassed, Ash. No. Welcome to the club. All those lining up for glitter tattoos, Goldie Ted has informed me he's run out of pink. Repeat, we are out of pink glitter. Oh. <laughs> All right. You need some fuel. Here. Chips, cheese and gravy. Dinner of champions. You star, thank <laughs> you. I'm starving all of a sudden. Well, you have been working since eight this morning. And you not long after. Well, I got myself some too. Raffle tickets available from Fran at one pound a strip. A pound a strip, eh, Fran? Mmm, <laughs> they were so good I could eat them all over again. I've never seen a lass eat so quickly. Is there a pie-eating competition at the shindig? Rude. <laughs> it's, it's going great, Laura. You should be proud. Well, the parade has yet to happen and we're short one carnival queen. I know it's ridiculous, but it's just not a carnival without someone dressed in a meringue-like dress and tiara. Yeah. Right. Here, I'll take that carton and put them in the bin. Thanks. A man from the wildlife park would like to announce they've lost one of their tarantulas. <laughs> just a joke. Check in if you were listening. Laura? Oh, Gavin, you're back. I've got rid of her. Yes, I rather think that was the problem. Right? Her parents are giving her a scolding as I left. I expect the hangover will be punishment enough. Still, I don't know who's going to... I just wanted to take this moment alone to... Well, we're hardly alone in the middle of a carnival. No, but alone-ish. And I just wanted to say how proud I am of you, Law Law. Um, right. Isn't that why you did all of this? Is it? I'm not sure. I think so. I think you performed this amazing feat to get my attention. Well, you have it. Goodness. I, uh, uh, thank you, but, uh... After all we've done to each other. We've done? Yes. I'm willing to hold my hands up and say, hey, I wasn't completely blameless. That's incredibly big of you. But I think we should try again. Really make a go of it. Now, Gavin... The heat between us... Has never cooled. Oh, you think? I know you feel it. Don't fight it, Laura. I feel no need to. Mm. Get off, Gavin! Ben! Yes, can we help you? Nope. Ben, it's not... Get your arm off my shoulder, Gavin. Laura! Oh! Oh! I should have kicked you in the shin six months ago over this sand teriyaki. Should have kicked higher, Laura. Check out the tombola 20p ago. A raffle will be drawn after the parade and pops a homemade jammer now down to 75p. Can parents please stop their children trying to ride the peacock, please? I tried it earlier and he doesn't like it. 
Well done, Laura. Oh, Pauline. Have you seen Sergeant Thornton any anywhere? Uh, well, I was going to say... He's gone off with completely the wrong idea. I'm not sure if it's wrong. It's certainly unusual. Unusual? The carnival parade? Oh, gracious, yes. It's almost two. Oh, what are we going to do about... If everyone wants to move over to Station Street, the carnival floats are about to make their procession. Oh, well... Five floats are better than none, and I suppose it doesn't really matter if we don't have a queen. Uh, haven't you seen? Seen? Seen what? I thought that's what you were talking about. The, the dress? Sergeant Thornton? Huh? I said, we won't get it done up with that broad, manly back of yours. Focus, Pauline. He said, it doesn't matter. And here's the moment you've all been waiting for. The crunk-bed carnival queen in all her... Oh, um, his glory. <laughs> ben! I asked a few people and, and no one wanted the job, so... Uh... You're wearing a tiara! Aye, does it suit me? You're... <laughs> Actually, you're rather beautiful. Well, it's not as itchy as I thought it would be. All this taffeta or whatever it is. <laughs> well, you have got a rugby top on under it, in fairness. Yeah, <laughs> Pauline kept trying to take it off. I bet. I can't believe you've done this for us. Well, I did it for you. Not many people would get me dressed up like a Disney princess, but you're... That thing with Gavin, it, it wasn't... Now, if the Carnival Queen can tear himself away, maybe uh, he'd like to say a few words. Does the Queen usually say a few words? The Queen doesn't usually have stubble, so I think we can assume we're doing things a bit differently here. Anyway, I thought maybe you'd have something to say to... Uh, you know. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Thank you to everyone at Grunt Beg for welcoming me and accepting me as your carnival queen. <laughs> it's quite an honour. But the biggest thank you has to go to the woman who made all this happen. Who brought back Grunt Beg Carnival for us all to enjoy. Laura, you're quite something. And it would make me reek chuffed if you'd go out for dinner with me. No, no chips, cheese or gravy, right? A dinner. Uh, a date. I felt like I wanted to save you ever since I met you. But in the end, it looks like I'm the damsel in distress. <laughs> Finlow, stop pinching me bum. Uh, what, what do you say? I say... Pick the loudspeaker. Oh, um... I say... Yes, sir! And there we leave Cronkberg. Bunting, sponge cakes and cross-dressing. The perfect summer day. <clears throat> so I hear. All's well that ends well, and any mess can be cleaned up tomorrow. Cradle Hoover, farewell. That was the fifth and final episode of Cronkberg Carnival. Full cast listing, narrator Dewan Brideson, Laura Lisa Crichton, Gavin Toby Smith, Elaine Jackie Hawks, Ben Tom Kane, Finlow Chris Kane, Ashley Sophie Rudge, Rosie Alexandra Batty, Pauline Moira Stevens, Miss Davies Jenny Davies. Studio production, Mark Tiley and Bob Harrison. If you've missed any episodes of Cronkbeg Carnival, you can always catch up on a podcast at manxradio.com.